morning. Welcome to High Headed Thoughts. Right now it's a car confession, High Headed Thought. And today I got a decent one for you. Today is black on black violence. A strong situation that goes on in our community. Me as a black man, I've endured black on black violence. Seen black on black violence. Been in black on black violence. Um, it can be mind boggling. It can screw with you. It can definitely create a, a pattern inside of your head that uh that destroys the the process of you realizing that you're you're killing off a brother, someone of a uh, of your your color of your color pattern, <clears throat> someone who goes through basically the same situations that you go through as a human being. We uh we knock off plenty of lives that uh that need to be in this world. And possibly see some type of change of hope. We've lost fathers, uncles, brothers, nie nieces, nephews, mamas, grandmas, all the nonsense. So this podcast hopefully can uh, help broaden up a, a, a spectrum for us to find a new a new way to handle situations such as uh, gun violence. Gun violence is the number one killer in the black community next to drugs so I'm going to fall into it I surveyed a couple people and had some conversations with a couple good people that I know and I just asked the general question what do you feel is the cause of black on black violence now if you got your blunts your cigarette your black amount you smoke cigars got you a cup this might not be on your car ride. This might be at your house. You might be listening to this at home. I want you to pull it out. Light it up. Pour it up. Whatever you got to do, do it now. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes, a couple of seconds. You should have already had it rolled up if you got weed. Weed is illegal. Weed is legal in America, basically, just about everywhere. So, I spark mine with y'all. How do we get? How did we get to black on black violence? I'll tell you how. You have to go back to the root of black on black violence. Barbaric days, some people might want to call them. But in those days, <coughs> our people had to fight for their lives. This isn't just this isn't just a, a phrase or a metaphor that's, that that people are saying. We really as black people had to fight for our lives. Most of us, I would say 45 to 50% came off African slave boats, never knowing what went on here and what here and what we call America now. They never knew what went on, the style, the form after being conquered 
by Christopher Columbus. We lost a lot of Native Americans, the Aboriginal people of this land here. We lost a lot of them. And it started off as a friendly gesture. Hey, come on over here. Chill. Come kick it with us. This can be where you come lay your head. You know, we're we going to have to trade. Let's make trades. <coughs> they seen all the corn here. Destroyed our people. Most of you who are on my podcast, you are not of African descent. Most of you are of Indian, what they call, or Native American. However you want to, however you want to place it. I'm saying this for your understandings. So, your Native American people were slaughtered, destroyed. So then they start bringing people over on slave ships. You got slavery. Light skins, you come inside. Dark skins, you stay outside. We need you to do all the heavy lifting. When you pay attention to that, it creates it creates a complex within the mind state. A light, a light skinned person is better than me. A dark skinned person is the worst, right? So as you tend to get into that, the light skin's better, the dark skin's, the dark skin is the worst complex back in the slavery days and which we still have to this day. You tend to create a battle between the, the, lighter, the lighter brown people and the darker brown people. It's a battle that won't, be, that won't go away. It's a, it's a battle that us as a people will have to get over. Which is a smart battle if you're someone trying to conquer something. If you're trying to take over a world, that is the best thing for you to do. Because if I can manipulate the mind, I can manipulate the body. That's how it goes. So then you get yourself into your brute ones. Now you got your light-skinned brothers who are inside, but they hang with the dark-skinned brothers. They want to go outside. He's a nice, strong man. So now he becomes no longer what they considered the house Negro, he the field Negro. So the field Negro is out there who was once the house Negro. Now they bring him back in. Hey, I got something for you. You gonna fight his homie, James. You and James, y'all gonna fight. Y'all gonna fight to death. The one that wins, I get you a lovely, a lovely piece of uh, meat so that you can eat on. I get you a woman so you can have sex and enjoy your winnings. Get you a beer to numb out the pain. And then in a couple days, we're going to come back and we're going to do it again. Then it started becoming popular called Mandingo fighting. Black men fighting each other. Not fighting just to fight, just to get the aggression out and someone breaks it up at the end. You fight until you die. Kill him. You must kill him. 
because after you have beaten him, he is no longer a strong Negro. We can't have him. I'm digging into the roots. So then you start going to different plantations all down, all through the South, all different plantations through the South. This plantation, that plantation. And you got your boys, your boys, they fighting. Who are the only people that they're fighting? Black people. So if I'm only fighting, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> if I'm only fighting black people, I'm only fighting black people, what would that tell me in my mind? That black people, two things. Black people are strong as fuck. And these are my enemy. Because at the end of the day, if I kill him, master gonna make sure I got what I need. Not realizing he's only giving you a young woman, young black meat, so that you can inseminate into her, create more babies, so when you die off, I still have your genetic genes flowing through, especially if it's a boy. I get another one, another version of you in 15 years. I can wait. Hell, as in seven years, I'm gonna have him on the field. By the time he's 10, he gonna be chasing the chickens. And gathering them. By the time he's 15, he's gonna be cock swollen, the Mandingo fighter. That's how you create and perpetuate black on black racism. Because that's what it is. This is nothing that blacks created back then. We've always, everybody has always fought. But only way that you fought to death was you did something to someone's family. That was the only way that something happened. Something, something you were a thief They beat you That's the only way things happen It was law Basically that was their way of laws They didn't have guns to destroy you Within a quick one Or a lethal injection They beat the shit out of you And then if you tried to do it again They'll beat you until you died That's how it worked Now we're in a situation where We have guns And guns have created A bigger, a bigger situation So I asked another person I said well, what do you get from, you know, black on black violence? They say, I don't, I don't look down upon black on black violence because it never started with us. But what it did do, it took away hope from the black communities, the black families, which is deep. Because hope is what black people have been lingering on and hanging on to for 400 years. Hope that something's going to change. Even though us as black people don't ever put it into effect, we always assume that something's going to just be given to us, right? We do. I have my days too. I just assume things are just going to fall in my lap. I'm, I don't have to go get it sometimes, but I do. I do. It takes away the hope. You start seeing blacks, you're just like, hey, 
Ain't no love in this in this in this area. It's time to move around. Then you find yourself moving around and moving around and moving around to try to fill a void for where you really feel comfortable. I tell everybody I've lived in the same area, the same area for I would have to say almost 30 years. Probably about 27 years. I think my first couple years I was living in Humboldt Park, which I still stay close to Humboldt Park. Let me add that. I still do live close to Humboldt Park. I'm in Chicago. So for those who don't know me, I do live in Chicago. I'm a Chicago person. So, you know, I grew up in Humboldt Park. I grew up in K-Town. I grew up on off of Cicero and St. Paul. I still stay around the area to this day. It's comfortable for me. I go anywhere else. It takes me a while to adjust because that's something I'm not used to. I'm not used to being around those who don't look like me. My Boricua brothers and sisters smelling Spanish rice when I wake up in the morning on a Saturday knowing that it's going to be a party. Those are things that you don't get in non-province communities. A lot of people make it seem like living in the hood is like the worst thing in the world. You go to different cities, they mention Chicago, and people make it seem like Chicago is the worst. My city is very beautiful. Very beautiful very beautiful we just have our our problems when you put a group of people that don't have money don't have jobs in their community don't have solid policing in their community they have they don't own any of the buildings or or where they stay in the in the community the people on the community on the uh, on the committee, excuse me, on the committee board, on the committee board, they don't live in your community. Most of them live in Northbrook, Batavia, Naperville, North Lake. These are areas that. You don't see very many blacks. Now, somebody told me that blacks have put this upon themselves. To a certain aspect, I can't agree, but I strongly disagree. And the reason I say that is because when you walk in your neighborhood, I love my Arab brothers, my Middle Eastern brothers, but they own all the corner stores. Just about every single one of them. I will say it has been one Boricua corner store. Through my whole lifetime, the same people ran it. Never changed. Always been the same. Always respected them. I think it's called Florida Foods. We call it Betty's in the hood. Keela and Augusta. 
has been there forever. Boricua owned. It used to be a black candy store on, I want to say Cortez. What is that other block? Kildare. Cortez and Kildare. They've been gone for years. So we have never had a positive look in a community. So we get to another topic, which causes black on black crime. Dollars and drugs. And the reason I put dollars and drugs together because you gotta have money to get the drugs. You gotta have money to buy the drugs for you to do. So you sell the drugs to get more money. So at the end of the day, it's all about money. So then you got the drugs. You got blocks on blocks on blocks. Now I drive and Milwaukee is mainly my, my, my source. They got blocks on blocks. But their blocks are separated. You got a nice gap between the block. With Chicago, mm, your blocks are on, on, on top of each other. The blocks are on top of each other. The moment you go in the alley, you right in they shit. You know, I feel like in Wisconsin, you just got a little bit more room to, to maneuver around certain spots. When I was in Colorado, I didn't even see an alley. The next block was like three block, three Chicago blocks. So that was that was different when I lived in Colorado. Three Chicago blocks. Pretty deep. So when you get back to the aspect of gangs that were created to help communities, which they did back in the day, if people go back and do their research, Black Peace Stone Rangers, Gangster Disciples, they were there to protect the community. Yeah, they made their money on the side, but how else were they going, you know, how else were they going to do it? Everybody, everybody has a dirty hustle. Everybody does. So the gangs back then were using drug money to take care. Bumpy Johnson, New York. He was taking care of the community. You know, and then they make it seem like our, our our gang leaders was really just out here, you know, murdering people. It didn't. Really, I don't think it really happened like that. It, 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 it's something that's a, a missing a missing task. It's a missing. It's something missing in in a, in a situation that we don't know. I can't tell you, so I'm not gonna create a, a scenario or a synopsis. But I'm pretty sure if we can get all the old gang chiefs that's still alive inside of those jail cells and ask what happened, how did all of these, I bet you a lot of us will find out that they had nothing to do with any of these, any of these killings that started off afterwards, maybe so. But, um, we sit there and we, we, we look back and we say, how did we get to this, this point? Heroin and, and cocaine, you can't find anywhere in the United States of America. That has to be transported. Someone told me black people are just cheap and they don't want to buy passports. That's why they don't travel. No, a lot of people don't have passports because of misdemeanors, misdemeanor felonies. Well, that are now misdemeanors now, but they, they were felonies back then. A DUI can stop a person. That's a felony can't get a passport so 
you know, for people like that, you you have to pay attention to things like that. That stops people from getting getting over. So how did these drugs get over here? That's a that's a question we have to ask. I'm pretty sure the government, because they know. They know how the drugs got over here. That created a war within black communities because it got delivered. Now it's, we need to make money, but you got our customers and you got the better product for the lower price. So how do we get, how do we get you? We're going to eliminate you. And if we eliminate you, then that creates another a black on black violence scenario because not everybody's fighting for money instead of trying to get the money together. That go that goes the issue. So then we get to the guns because back then they used to fight used to get beat up yeah you had a baseball bat get hit with a two by four you had a better chance of survival most people wouldn't hit you in the head with it from my understanding i ain't gonna say everybody did but most people wouldn't they'd just break your legs your arms some shit like that make you remember it you got those then the guns start coming. I'm sorry, I don't know any black-owned gunsmiths. I don't. I've never heard of this is a black-owned gun. It was manufactured and built by, by a black-owned business. There are none of those. There are none of those. So, it comes back to how did all of these random things that we don't have in our communities get to our communities who were the first people with guns it wasn't black people it were the cops and back in the day we have to get into it the cops were the KKK which are Caucasian people so at the end of the day a major hole has to go to black on black violence to the conditions in which we were born in. We were born in, the, in these type of conditions where we had to defend ourselves. We had to fend for life. You were either gonna be hanged or beaten. And most people weren't, weren't just, they were tired. A lot of people have gotten fed up. That's why we had the George Floyd. Now all the rest of these other riots, I don't understand them, but hopefully they have a meaning behind them. Breonna Taylor, we still want that officer arrest, those officers arrested. They killed that woman in cold blood while she was in the bed. In the wrong in the wrong house. So we have to pay attention to it. We have to pay attention to it. I understand some of you people will say. Well, you're starting up a no, I'm not starting up anything. In order for us to in order for us to break a chain of anything, you have to discuss the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is black people have been taught. Now, somebody going to say, "Well, that's not true." Okay. Ask yourself how old are you? Ask yourself your own age. Me, I'm 30. Can you recite the alphabet? Can you recite the alphabet? I'm asking you that question. Most people, I would say 95% of people will say yes. 
They can recite the alphabet. They do know the alphabet. Okay. How did you learn the alphabet? Someone taught you that, right? In order for you to forget it, it will have to be relearned in a different form. But then again, somebody will have taught you that. And that is something that you can't lose. You won't lose the alphabet out of your out of your brain. Why is that? Because it is something that has been embedded from you from the beginning of time. Just like black on black violence. So, you're going to ask me, after saying all of that, how do we fix or stop black on black violence? I asked somebody this question. And my brother told me this. We can never get rid of violence, but we can reduce it. We need to restructure the black communities and give them something positive to look at instead of something negative to look at. Instead of having drugs on our corner, have stores on our corner with good foods for us. Because foods do play a, a role in your mental health. You eat a burger, you be tired as hell. Oh, fuck, that burger got me full as fuck. You be ready to go to sleep. You're sluggish. Your mind ain't, your mind is not working at its, at its full potential. It's ready to go to sleep. You have overworked the mind and the body. You give it something that is, that's, that's, that, that's going to feed some veggies, some greens, some carrots, stuff like that. Your body going, your body going, going to give back. Your body will give back. So we need healthier, healthier stores in our community. Recreational centers. In the black community, we have no recreational centers, no place for us to go relieve anything. And if we do, we got to pay a high toll, 20 bucks to get in. 12 bucks. Where is our community center where we can write our names in there? And this is our community. We see, they see, they see that we live. Where are our YMCA centers? We don't have those anymore. There, I, I can tell you, I live on the west side of Chicago. It's one YMCA center, and they 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 give to the homeless. I I rarely see them give out to people hooping, but I I, I do respect that the homeless do have a, a a place to live, or those who don't have high incomes. So I, I respect them for that. I do respect them for that. No no disrespect to the YMCA on Central. I'm straight giving it up to you. We got Columbus Park. A lot of us can't don't go to Columbus Park because it's a little you gotta pay to get in. Even though we know most of the centers that the recreational centers that are there are governed by the state. Or paid for by the state, I should say. Paid for by the state. The state pays for that. So, us being a person who has to pay for it, little kids or most parents who can't afford it because they got bills that they need to take care of and they don't have 10 or $12 to get a kid to go play basketball for the day. It's not $12 for the week. It's $12 for the day. You know, so people don't have $12. Half the time that $12 is, is food for the next two or three days. That's taco meat. Mama got to make. Mama got to make tacos and feed us, us five people in the house. 
So we got to restructure our, our communities. Make sure that we have more homeowners instead of home renters. They own the house, not renting the house. Or they're paying a mortgage on there so that they can own the house in a couple in a couple more years. That's what we need more of. We need more boxing rings. Like my like my brother say, we might not be able to kill black on black violence, but we can reduce it. And how do we reduce it? By hand to hand combat with gloves on. You get beat up, you shake your hand, shake it off. You can do it in a privacy where only you and him seen it. So then when the, when a situation happens, somebody can say, oh, well, you capping. Even though you know it's the truth, you don't have to be embarrassed. Because growing up, I took plenty of ass whoopings. Not going to lie to nobody. And I handed out mine too. I gave niggas ass whoopings and I took some. It's just a part of life. You can't win everything. So the restructure of our black communities will help change the mind state of I got to kill this nigga instead of let me get back in the ring with him and try to beat his ass. Because we don't have that. We don't have that in our community. It's less baseball diamonds, less football fields. My Spanish brothers, they making sure they soccer field stay up. And I applaud them on that. My brown Mexican brothers, they are making sure. And my Puerto Rican brothers making sure. African brothers too. I ain't, I ain't forgot about y'all. Y'all making sure y'all soccer goals stay up. And I, I, I applaud y'all on that. We not stepping up for the ones. We got basketball players. We know black people love, love us some basketball. We need more basketball courts. On the west side of Chicago. We need more football fields. More baseball diamonds. Because black kids need to learn to start playing baseball. Yeah, the ball come fast. But if you if you swing your bat just as fast, you can crush that mug outside of a park. And make a hell of a lot more, more money than a person who plays football or basketball. And when you get old, they have less wear and tear on the body. Just a little sight for my young black men listening. That play sports very athletic. Baseball pays more, especially when you're good. And if you're a lefty in the pitcher, goddamn it, they really gonna pay you. But that's here nor there. That's for another topic. But that's how we change and restructure and reduce black on black violence in our communities. We need to own more, own more stores. Get more, get more in our community for our dollar. Instead of spending 1.7 trillion on Jordans, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, and all the rest of the other stuff that don't even come back to, to our community. We need to keep making the money that we have regenerate in our community so much that it rarely leaves it and make people have to come to our communities to shop. That's how we create wealth. That's how we create uh, a, a low, a, a low, um, province community. That's how we do this. My topic is getting close to the end. I'm going to try to keep them at like 30 minutes to 40 minutes. So 
as blacks, we need to destroy the we need to kill each other mind state instead of boxing it out. Yeah, you can you can get killed by boxing, but I think it'll be more so they had a fair a fair fight than a a, a gun a gun battle, and you hitting random people because most of y'all can't shoot. I keep it real. Most of y'all cannot shoot, and most of us go to the gun that go to the gun range. It's still a little bit different when you got a moving target. Just calling it like it is. I ain't never shot nobody. But I'm pretty sure a moving target is way different from a standing target. So, let's find a way to reduce black-on-black crime in our communities. Start looking for grants. Uh, low low APR low APR loans, low financing um equities, you know things like that. If you have a house and you're in debt, someone told me this: you can't refinance your house if you haven't refinanced it already. Refinance it, and that'll get you some leniencies, a, a freeway to to get you what you need. If you having rough times and you don't have to pull all the dollars out from your from your house. So that's something that someone told me. Uh, there are. Oh, yeah. Another thing. Black people. We got to bank black in order for us to stop this crime, because a lot of our money ain't, re- ain't, ain't generating back to us. So we, we get mad and we mad at everybody because we can't get loans from Chase Bank. Chase Bank ain't messing with us like that. You got to have a super high credit score, but we got black banks out here. So that'll be a di- another topic that I will bring up. We need to you need to start looking and investing into black banks and taking out a Chase and BOA. This is your brother, Dre X. Also known as high head. This was a high-headed talk. I know some of y'all gonna get steamed up after what you hear. But hey, it's just real. I don't know what else to be. It's too high for you, baby. Y'all have a good one.